on today's episode, we have an absolutely banterous intro as we're getting real hyped about Clubhouse. If there's a new audio platform, two tangents want to be there, and we'll tell you all about some new ideas we have to get it going. In sadder news, Rush Limbaugh passed away, though his death sparked a very interesting conversation about the way we as a culture react when a polarizing figure passes. Lastly, we get into the meat and potatoes about the latest Andrew Cuomo scandal, an Emmy award-winning political cover-up coupled with a bit of family drama and information suppression. It just gets my juices flowing. Stick around for our game called Does Last Week's News Matter at All? It was a great one. This is Two Tangents. Oh, what up, bootlickers? Welcome to Two Tangents. It is February 18th, and how you doing? Uh, Daniel, thank you for having me on the show. I'm glad to be here. Everything is going well with me. Uh, how how you. are you? Yeah, thank you for joining us, for sure. Thank you for joining us every week uh, on on two tangents. <laughs> uh, I'm good, man. I mean, you know, you know, you know what I like about the show? I, I'm usually tired on Wednesdays. It's that middle of the, I mean, Thursdays. It's that it's that middle of the week, and this always gives me that late bump. And I feel I feel that energy. So I'm I'm actually glad we do this at the what I would call the low point of energy of the week. Yeah, that's interesting. What is the low point of energy of the week? I'd say I crash towards the end, like three o'clock, four o'clock, boom, low point of energy. And yeah, Wednesday's gotta be it, right? Because right? Wednesday's someday. Wednesday's yep. someday. You gotta get bro. I love Thursdays. I don't know about you. Love Thursdays. You get to Thursday, I feel great. It's like Thursday, especially during football season. When football's on on Thursday, it kind of kicks off the weekend. And then Friday, Friday during COVID season is not a real day, (laughs) in my opinion. Not a real day. Like, what are we talking about here? I think that might be a you specific thing. Okay, fuck it. (laughs) Doesn't fucking count. Friday, Friday is not a real fucking day. Before we get started, can I put an idea out there? Yeah. So we were talking in the group chat and half we were kind of joking, but also serious about Clubhouse. And I don't know how many of our listeners are on Clubhouse. It's very exclusive. By very exclusive, I mean everybody I know is already on it. So if you're not, you're a loser. Yeah, fucking loser. I actually think I I don't know how successful the platform is going to be overall, but I actually think it, it could be like a literal great place for what we like to do best. And I would love to know what kind of interest is out there, even if it starts small, for us to do like weekly rooms. I would love to hear from people. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree 100%. I, I've been trying to brainstorm in my, in my mind what that would look like. Like to, because the whole, the whole concept of what we're trying to do is really talk about politics, culture, the world, but really do it in a way that we could understand different points of views where other people are coming from, bring a lot of people into the mix. Like TikTok has been a great place for that to really hear opposing or just uh, a, a lot of different points of view. It would be nice to actually have an audio version of that, right? It's it's now allowing more people to enter the fold, or what are you thinking? Well, I, well, well so what I'm thinking is, there's two points. There's the one. There's the there's the there's the logic and reason of uh, of what we want to build. So we want to build people who are like where are all the rational people? We can't find them. Can we coalesce them into a room? Can we can we can we continue to each week be like this is where this type of conversation happens don't be scared anymore it's happening out in the open because i feel like that that middle majority is being squeezed more than ever just like i hear i hear i see all the time people like that person's being canceled and everybody i talk to is like well that's ridiculous but who's speaking up people just don't like the middle's being squeezed so i love that one and two 
I would also love the debate aspect of it. I think people are interested in just like really good debate. Like there's a lot of people who disagree with stuff we say, but they, they're so smart and, and intellectual and articulate. Being able to foster an environment where people come together to battle ideas in a, in, 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 in a, in a nice way, because that's out the window as of late, that I would love to foster as well. Yeah, bro. If we could be the Dana White of debates, I would fucking do anything. I, I'm, be, I'm being serious that we, we've mentioned that. That's right? the or marketing. Least... That's the marketing right there. You nailed it. What? Well, that we're the Dana White of debates or like, what, yes. what, what do you mean? Yes, like we're because, doing UFC, but it's it's deb- debate because we're we're honest. Like you you know, Dana White's perfect because I'm sure in his prime, Dana White probably has some fighting background. I'm sure he's stepped in a ring somewhere or something, right? Sure, but he's not a professional fighter. He's great at getting the professional fighters and putting them in a the room. We do this debate thing and we have fun with it. But if we could really like set. Big brain versus big brain, the best of the best, and coordinate it and promote yes. it and whatever. Yeah. I take the Dana White job any day of the week. Bro, I agree. And this is something that we're 100% lacking for. I, I think we've mentioned this on the show. We need a way for the best people on opposing sides of an argument to have it out in the public sphere. We yes. need to, we need to, and it, it, would, it, could, it would be a pay-per-view event. But people would pay money and watch the best minds go at it. Because there's so many issues where it's like so many people are unconvinced. So let's get the best. Let's have a fucking gladiator battle of ideas out there for everybody to see. Because I want to know which side is better than the other. And by the way, I can go either way on a lot of things. Like here, here's what I'm talking about. I've been watching a lot of Vosh. I know that that we spoke about Vosh a little while back, but Vosh, who is a a socialist, has a wildly diverse um, or opposing worldview from the one that I currently hold. But I love hearing what this guy has to say. And many times when he debates people who are on the right, he's right half the time, or at least regardless of whether he's right, he wins the debate. Put him on, and he he loves to debate, by the way. Put him up there and get the fucking champion of the right. Because, by the way, I don't know. There, there's so many people on the right who love debating. So, or at least love to uh, talk in in um, and 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 really debate ideas in public, especially if it's like Stephen Crowder esque uh, against sure. college kids on it, whatever it is. Sure. Get these fucking people and and and. The reason why I named Vosh is because there's nobody on the left who's able to be the champion. We, I, I, up until, until Vosh, I'm like, who the hell is representing the left's ideas? In a way, maybe like David Pakman. I don't know if you know David Pakman. He's pretty good. He hosts the show. But anyway, get this debate happening. And Clubhouse, yeah, maybe a great place to do it. But this is what the world needs, especially America, more than anything. And the thing with it is, like, as we see with Fight Island, it's like every couple of weeks, every month, whatever, there's a new big title fight. And that's kind of how the world yeah. is. Where, where each oh, week- with a fucking ladder and a power ranking? Go on. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll get some details <laughs> offline. But, but, but there's all these things. And, like, I'll see a new cultural conversation going on. And I'll have an initial instinct. And then I'll think, oh, god damn. Like, I always back myself up and say, like, are my biases controlling my immediate reaction? Like, am I like immediately reacting? Right, to this right. Right. And I'll be just conflicted and I'll think about it. And I would love to hear people with, with these strong ideas talk about it. And I would listen in and I, I like, I just, I think that that would be entertaining. It would be fucking good for people. This could be something. 
Yeah, I just don't know where to start, man. Like, I really do want to do something like this because I feel like it's definitely a need that that uh, in our society. But where where do you begin? Like, who's the person that we contact? Because we're just two guys with the microphone, but it's like we want to get people who like. I, I want to get the champions. I want the champions of an idea to have it out, unless unless and here's here's a hilarious point. Unless it's rough and rowdy style. Unless. Well, Unless it's it's the amateurs, we get two amateurs to battle ideas. I'm I'm okay with all avenues for this. It's a snowball effect for like it might start as rough and rowdy, but just like people on the internet, they're doing something that they did not do last year. They're just calling their shot at people publicly. I want Jake Paul next. I want this way next. That's what I wanted to snowball into. Like like because people kind of do that with debate and like Ben Shapiro. Like I'll I'll debate you Ben Shapiro. Like see you on Tangents Clubhouse. Like that's the spot. Like if if that was the legacy of this podcast, I'd be like that's that was what we set out to do. I love it. Let's let's talk offline and make this. We'll happen. talk offline. And listen, I actually do want to hear from people. If there is someone listening who's like interested, like let hear. We want that feedback. Yeah, I also think this is something that I don't hear too many people talk about. Nobody wants to engage with the other side, and uh, least of all are interested in uh, hearing the best person from the other side debate them. Dude, people hate their own side. Like I saw, <laughs> yeah. I saw, I saw Biden say uh, something about like he was shutting down. He wasn't in favor of something that like some Democrats were in favor of, and people were like quote tweeting it like, "Wow, like new republic, new Republican president." Or it's That's like hilarious. It's like. Doesn't anyone see that you're all babies? You're all yours. Like, if anyone's the babies, yeah, the right has lost their minds during the the beginning of this Biden presidency. The amount of people who are just fucking whining, bitching, complaining on the internet. Bro, by the way, I crack the fuck up at the fact that you have the most liberal Twitter and I have the most Republican leaning Twitter right now because you're. Wait, clarify the, that. Clarify that. The fact that you who we seen, follow. Who we follow. That, yeah, the fact that you've seen the 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 left lean and and far left leaning takes and i've only seen like the far right leaning takes minus maybe a couple people that i follow from uh like cnn and vosh etc but it's hilarious that we're that our, our twitter spheres are coming at this from two totally different it, places it is funny because sometimes i'll jump on the tangents twitter to see what the right's saying <laughs> but, <laughs> but here's the thing and here's the most ironic part about this for those listening i don't follow any left activists i don't follow any left politicians i follow almost strictly comedians and what's the difference today that's like my main point i want to get to it's like i i'm like so tired of of comedy and politics being one and the people we used to like are are just it's it's just like there's no such thing as entertainment anymore anyone who was funny isn't funny anymore because they're telling um, you to call your governor yeah so absolutely but also and i don't want to be that like don't you don't you also agree though that uh similar to what a lot of these i'm gonna call them right-leaning comedians but i'm just gonna call them the counter comedians <laughs> to the, the the bullshit that's on your twitter uh <laughs> but the, the people like andrew schultz and tim Dillon have had the opportunity to come through and now they're they're killing it because of what happened to the comedians that used to hold the stage you know but they're not right uh that that's probably a debate if who by who you ask but i don't think they're really like right leaning guys like tim dillon's the type of guy who like yeah he'll sit next to alec jones in an interview but he'll also do a 10 minute rant on why trump is is like an asshole or whatever right, i saw so they're counter counter comedians almost but, but i'm saying like with those people the fact that he would sit next to joe rogan and alex jones makes him right forever like he's yeah. right and there's nothing yeah. else so it's like they do get labeled that but 
what I feel is more than anything, they want to be comedy first and the left is now politics first. And that's something that I'm not, I just don't like anymore. Like, I, I hate to say it, but Stephen Colbert, what happened? Like, I, I forget the show. Well, of course, I yeah. I haven't watched the show in a while. His tweets are actually the worst on the internet. Like, there's actually no one less funny on Twitter than him. And I'm not saying being funny on Twitter is a prerequisite for being funny in the world, but you were like the one of the brightest minds of comedy at a time. Amen. Amen. Did you see Jason Whitlock of uh, who just left Outkick? We've mentioned him on the show a bit. He yeah. also um, why did he left? Uh, he it, it was a more of a financial dispute about like they had a third party or a third guy who controlled too much power with zero financial uh, stake and he got into an <laughs> argument with Clay Travis about whatever and he said you know what like if you guys want to do it this way then I'm just going to start my own thing so he kind of left and he's going to do his own thing anyway he had a good tweet which was interesting he was talking about Tucker Carlson and the reason why he was talking about Tucker Carlson was because of the amount of times that people were just miss uh, misquoting him or just trying to slander him and take a lot of the things that he says out of context and then he says look uh, there's a lot of people not only who are turning to Tucker Carlson right now but I liked this quote that he said and he goes there's a piece of me that thinks that Tucker Carlson is almost the John Stewart of of television right now because I tune into this is him he's like I tune into Tucker and I'm like what's he gonna say in the opening monologue this time because he's snarky he's got like a little wit to him and and he's like, it's almost Jon Stewart on the other side because he's coming at this in an angle of like he's gonna hold no prisoners and he's gonna and he's gonna have a little a little jab and he's taking jabs and I and I read that I go, I kind of get it. I kind of get it. What do you I, think? I get it. I okay. one, I don't totally ag agree because. I don't think Tucker's supposed. First of all, he's a new show. He's not supposed to be entertaining. I understand that the the attitude of "take no prisoners," I'm gonna I'm gonna throw jabs is maybe snarky, snarky, like snarky that's similar. Um, man, I I understand where he's coming from, but I don't know how did Tucker become a star in the absence of any other talent? Because I was for sure his show was gonna fail. Uh, did he become a star because of the absence of other talent? Maybe, but like, also... Like, Bill O'Reilly got kicked out. Jesse Waters was supposed to take that role. He got kicked out, and they're just like, Tucker, I don't know. Well, in my opinion... Oh, and Megyn Kelly left. So it's like, right. there's, there are three stars, kind of, or upcoming stars, just like left at the same time. But he's also a little bit of a counter to the those other people that are on Fox News while you have all of uh, the other hosts on Fox sucking Trump's dick... Tucker doesn't really like go down that road. He just kind of hates on cancel culture and critical race theory and those kinds of topics. And he just takes jabs at people who I guess fall into those like woke categories. He's attacking wokeness. Well, Hannity is not attacking wokeness. Hannity is just sucking Trump's dick for an hour. And yeah. it's, so maybe there are a lot of people who just felt that Tucker was a breath of fresh air because they're like, you know, I don't want to listen to someone suck Trump stick for an hour, but I, I definitely am not tuning into CNN, MSNBC, etc. And Tucker was like, "Here, here you go." Maybe, maybe that's and, it. And and that idea of his opening monologue is sort of it's 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 Bill Maher esque. I don't know. It's it's coming at it with sort of. Uh, I don't want to say a comedy lens, but it's not far from it. He's just kind of it's 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 poetic in a sense. I don't know. I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. Um, 
bro speaking of speaking of uh just news news anchors and and shows and this and that uh rush limbaugh who died today i don't know much about rush limbaugh because i grew I up in a liberal household i i grew up in a liberal household so we didn't listen to rush limbaugh i think the the idea was that rush, rush limbaugh is a bad person maybe in my household so i didn't know too much but the thing that I wanted to just mention right here is just this crazy concept of the fact that half of, let's say the country, half of the country idolized this man and thought he was uh, like a revolutionary hero. And the guy that uh, is, I, I have too many, a rare person who spoke nothing but the truth. One of the greatest voices of our time, his legacy and impact will reverberate for generations. And then there's the other side who thinks he's the worst human being to ever walk the face of the earth. That here's another quote for you, a coward and a white supremacist. He aggressively and cynically exploited divisions in our country by weaponizing hatred and bigotry for his own personal gain. Oh my God! Polarizing figures obviously have 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 come well before Rush Limbaugh and will go on forever. But there's something crazy to me about which one is it, or or, or can we have an honest discussion of who this man was? Because there's no way that half of this country genuinely thinks that he was this perfect human being that will that has created a legacy that will last forever, and the other side is celebrating his death you can't be both hitler and gandhi you just can't yeah it's weird it, it, it's weird it, it obviously says more about the country than it says about him it's, it's probably like who you are either you you know that's just, that's the funny thing about confirmation bias when you believe something and someone has a microphone and they're saying it you think that they're a genius because you think you're a genius you know like your thoughts are, are right and the people who disagree with that thought he was hateful and it is crazy to have such a divide. Like polarizing characters. Bro, the man is like fucking cilantro. Half the country wants to put it on everything, and the other country leaves a bad taste in their mouth every time they go to fucking eat it. It's like that's a food. People, you know, uh, you either love it or you hate it. You either love it or this is a human being. Which one fucking like it can't just be either or, right? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I dude, I I stayed away from this take because one. I really don't know enough about him. And I wasn't yeah. going to like dive. I wasn't going to dive into both Twitters today and getting the snippets. Remember when he said this and the, or the, or the love either, or I was like, wasn't going to dive into it. I personally don't do the, the parade on somebody's uh, death. death. I just stayed out of it today. I really don't know uh, much about him. The thing with these people is though, tomorrow they'll forget about him too. And, and I'm, uh, ultimately just his family will will live out with him so we talk about these characters and oh he's the worst ever he affected did he affect you i don't know like like I, I think we i think we pretend like we hold so much stock in these people and then we kind of bro the man was awarded the presidential medal of freedom of course that's more of a charade and because it took place what during the state of the union or whatnot but it's like we give the presidential medal of freedom to a guy who like i i just read you that quote it is crazy to think about that that is that is the most polarized you could possibly be it's yeah. like awarding the presidential medal of freedom to hitler it that's well, time time person of the year time person of the year that is true bro what do you think about that i think i told i texted you this offline though it's just that idea of is there ever a time ever where you could say good riddance about someone's death or is that never never excusable um, I, I think 
I, I think it has to come down to criminal for me. I think that's I think that's where I draw the line. I haven't really thought about this. Criminal? Like like if you if you hurt other if you impacted other people physically, I mean we could go into like war crimes or we can well, go into I wanna, whatever. Uh, yeah, I wanna but, I wanna thought I wanna thought experiment this real quick. So my line is like Yeah, what everybody's is your line? everybody's life has value if you disagree with somebody if you think they're hateful etc etc i'm not gonna uh good riddance them i might not good riddance anybody but but uh well okay now now i'm now i really trying to think about this yeah i want an answer if you if you harm somebody else physically if you if you if you like then i have less i i don't see you as much of as a valuable human so like that's where my my line starts becoming you're not you're good riddance their death when you say good riddance, like, am I tweeting about it? Like, I, I don't, yeah, I, no, yeah. all right, no. Hitler. Would I have tweeted about it? Like, I don't. Hitler would, died. You, you think it's okay to say good riddance? I think I, 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 that phrase is so weird, and I know, I know that you're saying it specifically because there was like a good riddance tweet, like, right? Yeah, a lot of people were tweeting good riddance and it was trending with Rush Limbaugh, but I think I, if I, said I think it's a good it's 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 good uh use for the thought experiment. Well, I think I would say something different. Like I No, I, no I, are you okay with oh, okay, so let me rephrase. Are exactly, you okay exactly. with are you okay with someone else saying good riddance? Uh when it comes to like Hitler. People, yeah, then then yeah. Cuz okay, I think, so I, think where's the line? A, I think the line is is murder. <clears throat> <laughs> line murder wow i don't like i i like you know it's it's weird because this is so nuanced because like let's say i said my first thought was war crimes right that was my first thought yeah people consider george w bush a war criminal right half the country so if people were doing that to him i'd be like whoa like this is your interpretation of that but he's not the same as hitler like so like it becomes an interpretation thing so so does that end up letting you think that it's uh, that you're a little more lenient towards the use of good rents or less? You know, it's because weird. it's so nuanced. I mean, I don't know where you stand. I would love to hear where you stand. But like Hitler is the case we go to. And other than him, there's maybe like one other. What is it like Stalin? You know, like yeah. that's the example people point to. Top two, throw Mussolini in there. Maybe like uh, some that's of a, the. Yeah. yeah. And Goebbels and Goebbels. He gets, he get, misses the podium. So it's like, there's, <laughs> there's like, there's those people that we know. And then, and then it's, it's very hard to compare to that top tier of, in, in terms of like American, is there an American war criminal that, that, that has ever been D- Dwight Eisenhower dropped the bomb on, uh, on a country? Like, is he. I, I don't. Yeah, it depends who you ask, right? So yeah, I, so I don't. That's not how I would judge. That's why, I like presidents, I wouldn't judge them like that. But this guy, I want to hear your answer. But this guy, Rush, he was a he was a guy with a mic and a platform. If you thought he was a hateful person, we thought he was doing harm. So their their justification is that he was doing harm with his words. He was conveying messages to people, inspiring hate in people. I understand why people would be upset about that, but I also my main maybe mantra in life is we got to trust adults to be adults so like i'm never going to blame one individual for other individuals hatred and, and actions you know what i mean people are like well russ inspired hating people well those adults if those adults are doing it then i like i'm not going to blame russ you know what i mean i don't know exactly are you saying that you're just uh you people hate hatred for rush is probably like 
he inspired hate in others, right? right? I wouldn't, I have trouble putting that, the responsibility on him and not those individuals. Like, I, I would hold each individual accountable for that. What do you mean each individual? That, like I'm not, that, I'm not that making goes him... on to, to do further hate? I'm not I'm not giving him the 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 uh, crown of I actually don't know. As I talk it out I I, I actually I'm this is like a I don't know. I don't I don't fucking know. Like as I as I was saying it out loud I started flip-flopping on it in my head. Yeah, I mean it's it's it's, it's Where a do tough you... question, but that's why it's a good question and I feel as though uh, not enough people are asking themselves this question instead they're just I mean, where pointing do you fingers. Uh I I it's I I have to ask myself the question. It's like where do I draw the line between saying like uh, when is it okay to say good riddance about someone's death? Um, I might. Um, it, it it almost feels as though the second you start to to like mass murderer might be might be the 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 the, the, the line. Mass murderer might be the line. Uh, you murder one person. Maybe it was mistake. <laughs> yeah, no, well, I don't know. No, so I was. Tr- I'm trying to justify why people feel this way about this man, and it 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 is a slippery slope because if you truly feel justified in your feeling on that, and that he was this beacon of hatred, well, then that good riddance thing becomes completely uh, individual. It's completely your interpretation of what hateful speech is. Yeah, that's where it just gets a little dangerous. That's why I think that uh, working it back from the other side, I don't think speech is ever going to warrant for me to say good runs about someone's death. But that's because, what I was trying to say. Because with, like, people are be- going to – yeah, people are going to say that about Trump. People would say about Obama, and and I, I think presidents are a good example because they're so polarizing. But at the same time, people are using it for, for, for uh, j- just – politicians that they disagree with which is a terrible terrible example and terrible precedent to to set i agree with you on the face and then i'm also thinking well like could there be somebody in culture who had such a platform and was so inspiring but never did anything yeah they were just they were just so vocally uh divisive that that it caused is there there a line there like i i don't know my personal stance if i had to put a button on i just like don't do that I just like it's never my inclination. Like even if there was someone I hated, I I just well, of course, yeah, I, I, I agree. It's I like agree. an uncomfortable thing. People, are, I don't know. This was more. This was less practical and more just like for uh, the uh, debating the idea. Yeah, like you know when Trump had uh, coronavirus and all of Twitter was like, yeah, then, no, that's a good praying, example. Just like preying on his death. Oh yeah, like his death's gonna be a weird one. I I just. It was so. I, I don't. I don't like him. Like I've never liked him. I, and I. But like to get to the point where you'd wish that, I guess I have to understand where you're coming from. But it's it, to me that was so. Even if you don't like the man, even if you think is you disagree with his policies, you disagree with the way he talks, the people he inspires. It's still kind of ugly. So ugly. I agree. I agree. Just because most of it is is really speech above anything else that you disagree with. Uh, shall we move on? Yeah, let's get to the meat. I mean, are we already <laughs> just been riffing? Yeah, that was meaty. Uh, you want to talk Andrew Cuomo? Yeah, and uh, you know what? For the meat of the day, there may not be too much meat because it's kind of straightforward-ish. Um, Cuomo being 
let's say in the hot seat. Well, like, Cuomo, yeah, Cuomo is definitely on the hot seat, and just the uh, some of the the trends that have stemmed from from this incident, I think, are just uh, really good to examine and just dive a little deeper in. Do you want to tee it up? Yeah, I mean, specifically, what we're talking about here is a couple things. The first being that most recently in the news, a top aide from the Cuomo administration admitted that they underreported the amount of deaths that were attributed to his earlier decision back in March to put recovering COVID patients into a nursing home with other vulnerable New Yorkers. This resulted in thousands of people dead, and it was almost a scandal back in March, April, May of this past year, especially amongst right-leaning pundits. But obviously the left didn't really get so involved in that and he was hailed as a hero the entire time. Well, now people are taking a deeper look into this sort of scandal because especially the the controversy surrounding the fact that they underreported the deaths due to politics. They underreported the deaths because they were concerned about how those deaths were going to make Cuomo look, especially when he was constantly under fire from Trump and when he was receiving so much praise. So that being said, I think it's interesting one to look about, to, to look into uh the whole scandal itself just his decision to put these people in a nursing home to the way he was treated by the media and left-leaning politicians the fact that they gave him an emmy uh and then also the response from most of the public especially new yorkers who were so in love with him i think it's i'd like to revisit this whole idea of this crazy duality of americans love being pandered to when when people are making terrible decisions when their actions may be terrible but their words are so helpful why do some people love it and then the last thing that i thought we could take a look at is really the relationship he had with chris cuomo and the uh pretty much media and lack of media reporting on the now uh scandal so well that i mean that's an interesting one because i think people have always pointed to the potential for a uh uh how do you call it a nepotism controversy like how well, do you it was it was uh it was a policy in cnn and amongst other news networks that they in in this particular case that they were not ever going to let chris cuomo cover his brother but they made an exception during coronavirus and some people loved it that witty brother banter even though most yeah. of it was just nonsense but yeah. it's just funny that now that his brother is under fire it's like the rule is back in place anyway yeah i mean that's that, that's a problem here <laughs> this, this is you know what's weird about mayors and governors i i used to say you, you only have to do one thing right or one thing wrong in your entire thing and it's either it's either you're amazing or you're not. Right. Well, what do we say about mayors? You just got to stay under the radar or you just got to not just have be... To one thing. It's like, it's like, um, who, who cleaned up the, um, who took the, the graffiti off of the subways? That was, was that Giuliani? Probably. So I think. Giuliani I think, is such a funny character, hero of New York. And, and now most. He was, he was a hero. On the left. Yeah. He was a hero. Giuliani had this going for him where he did that one move. And it was such a small move, but psychologically, what, what taking graffiti off the walls does is it stops the homeless, uh, it stops more graffiti, it stops tra- whatever. It just actually has like a snowball effect. Hero. Could have stopped there. And then I think he did the thing with the sodas, right? Or is that de Blasio? Whatever. He changed, he like literally like changed the size of the sodas, so he restricted what size. And his entire, whatever uh, mayor I'm talking about, just correct me. 
whatever mayor this was, the entire thing that people remember, every time his name gets brought up in on New York Deli, he's like, ah, the fucking sodas, right? One. It takes one. Cuomo, I think, up to this point, was like a beloved guy. He was like New York's New York. Like, he was the guy. Am I, am I incorrect on that? I thought he had like a decent, a decent reputation. And I this think- this will never go away. In my opinion, like this is it for him. Like this yeah, is the- I, 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 I would say that Cuomo was like many other governors and in that he was fairly like you could you didn't know who the governor of new york was most people don't know yeah. the governors of states right because until you do something wrong you don't know who the governors are of most places and so before covid nobody knew especially if you weren't from new york you didn't fucking know cuomo obviously his family has been politicians yeah but he became he became a central figure during covid and so that he definitely had a rise of popularity and it's very funny to look at how he had a rise in popularity because of his ability to communicate during covid despite a massive scandal which resulted in the death of thousands of new yorkers and most people disregarded it so much that they literally gave him an award for his ability to communicate during covid it is so mind-boggling to try to understand how that works and what is going on amongst the minds of most americans that they feel this is an acceptable behavior okay just i i agree with what you're saying but if if leonardo dicaprio killed somebody on set during his award-winning performance of did he win for wolf of wall street or he won for the revenant uh, gone revenant he still deserves the the Oscar. I still think that his performance on camera was great. Like, I do think what he was doing was correct. There's a duality here. That was a great move. The wrong move was happening behind the scenes. You're saying both should have been reported on, but I don't blame the fact that he, he was doing correct in front of the camera. He did a great job of calming the people at that time. Yes, he did a great job of calming the people, but this was almost unprecedented that they were giving an Emmy out to a yeah, governor. Yeah, it's funny. It's so funny. so uh, I'm trying to think of what the analogy is. It's like if they gave uh, the, the 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 Nobel Peace Prize to fucking- uh, To me. To, 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 <laughs> to, to, to like, I don't, yeah, whatever, you get it. Like, I'm not gonna just try to come up with one, but it's it, 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 it didn't fit in the, in the first place so it almost yes. seemed as though that if you're gonna make this unprecedented change you, know it is? you know should it is? probably not give it to the guy that was responding go on it's the Nobel peace prize in the first year of the president's presidency before yes. they've done the thing like it's like he's he looks the part but he didn't do the thing yet and that's like sure this. sure it's just strange and it's just bizarre and it, it actually is a study on the way we really view our politicians and our leaders is that we just want to be pandered to. We love a guy who goes up there and says the right thing and we don't give a single fuck about what he's doing. And we don't give a fuck. It's just the right thing. It's just like, (laughs) it's just what it is. It's not just the right thing. It's the thing that we think is right. Like, you know, it's like with closing schools or keeping them open, there's, Take take science out of this. There's no right and wrong to the public. It's 
what you specifically believe. So is he? Oh, Cuomo's right, a British, right, like, right. This guy so supports like, what I believe. I like him. This is a guy. This is a guy who says the right thing. Yes, exactly. And that's why we've talked about this before. That's why the politicians it, it doesn't exist because in order to get reelected, you just have to look at your. I got a population of forty thousand people. Here. Right. I got to do what most of them agree with. Well, this is populism. That's what populism is in yeah. a nutshell. And Trump was the best populist candidate we've ever had in the history of the United States of America. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. He's a guy that 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 uh, embraced that sort of mindset. It was it was what do the people want? How can I say what the most people want enough so that it will get me elected? He wasn't a man of principle. Trump probably thought the exact opposite of his entire platform five years before he ran. He wasn't yeah. a guy of principle. Granted, like lots of politicians are, but yet like Bernie Sanders is less of a populist because he's a guy that just genuinely has tenets to to his belief and 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 a belief system, you know. But it's yeah. like a lot of these other politicians are they're forming their own opinions based off of what they think people want to hear populism is dangerous it's very in right now and 100 um, percent. it's the whole game right now because yeah. with the invention of social media it's like get three <laughs> get three hundred thousand likes on a post that you're pandering yes absolutely i uh, so i mean look th- this idea that that we gave him an award this idea that he was responsible for this whole scandal this idea that he wanted to cover up the scandal because Bad. of perception yeah it's just not great and i wonder if this is a wake-up call to people like i wonder if people hear about this and it, oh, uh, up until a certain point this story was not amongst the left-leaning news it wasn't in the mainstream media of course and i'm glad that it's being spoken about now but the truth is it's like i wonder if this makes people think because i've had an issue with the idea of that we miss being pandered to because i used to look at people i go people loved cuomo they loved him during the during the the covid and it's like do you but what metrics are you guys using i used to ask my parents this all the time i go what metrics are you using that you love him so much and and nobody had any besides the point that he was calm reassuring yep and bro by the way that's almost enough sometimes reassuring when our president was just thanking people on on national television instead of telling anybody what the hell is going on i get it there's a level to that where it's like okay that is actually a a positive value but at at what point do we start to weigh in the actions at what point do the actions mean anything you know and like biden is going to be judged in the same way at what point are we going to start to weigh the actions of the biden administration versus this stuff that he says which by the way he's not saying the right things that town hall was a was a joke but anyway go on yeah no no they're gonna his party's gonna hate him because i i actually feel like he's gonna try to be a, a i do believe he's gonna try to be a president for everyone i actually believe that at this point that biden is gonna try to be a president gonna try to he's gonna try to be a uniter i don't know if he'll succeed by I, his words or his actions uh, listen we gotta give it some time uh, but i do believe what, he's what, what do you think by his words or by his actions by his actions by his actions, by his actions. okay because because I, I i just believe i think he's gonna try will he succeed will there be other pressures but he may fail but he's already kind of at head with the the the, the more progressive left dem uh senate people you know he's what he's what with them he's like already clashing heads with them like he's not going to he's not He's not going in there as just the president of the left. Is my is as how it looks so far. Yeah, Again, from your fucking Twitter sphere, I would I would I would I would disagree. I think he's definitely more left leaning than uh than than moderate left. He I think he's definitely his actions have skewed farther left than uh than many on the right, I think, would hope or would have wished. Well, we'll see. I mean, 
it's 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 weird you're right we're on different twitter worlds because it's like with the whole with the whole stimulus thing people are like oh the stimulus thing is fucking hilarious i i I can't wait to see what ends up happening with the stimulus thing it's it's confusing and then like when they when they try to make a good decision and be like it should get cut off at this income and we should whatever the my twitter goes nuts and they're like just give us all a house. Well, yeah, this is, <laughs> yeah, you're right. This is this is such a funny thing because it's not going to be enough for the far left, and it's going to be way too much yes. for the right. To so, be a good politician, so everyone has to hate you. That's that's actually absolutely. And and <laughs> and the truth of the matter is, is that we'll I, like we'll come back to it. We'll call balls and strikes. Like the number really should be. I mean, they shouldn't give any money. By the way, the money should stop coming. Stop giving people money. It's a really? terrible. Stri- absolutely. What what do we just like? Hey, bro, they they are giving so much money away to, to people. Who don't need it? There is whoa, they, whoa, whoa, whoa. It's, it's to people who don't need it. But you just said stop giving money away. Yes, because there's right now a, a, a they need to develop a better system, a more strategic system of how yes. we're going to go about fixing. Uh, I don't, I don't know the economy or but which which is kind of doing well. But it's like we need to not give stimulus checks to Americans. We need to m- better uh, equip small businesses who are suffering right now. It's like the whole unemployment situation is an absolute mess, and the solution is by no means to keep throwing money at these people. Yeah. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. All, all I was trying to say is, yeah, this should not have sent checks out willy nilly. Like oh, just a panic check. But this but, is like- the third. This is the third panic check. Well, yes. And, and nobody's but, and nobody's and nobody's being like, yeah, we should probably stop this. Let's come up with a better a better idea. Like what are we doing? You got AOC tweeting her fucking ass off like, we need to give them everything that we have. Holy shit. But but, <laughs> but, but, but there's but, but, no there, strategy coming from some of these guys. But there was months of of tons of people who could not work physically because of the what was going on in Yeah, bro. I, d- 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 when they gave panic checks during panic, I I got it. I got it. I was like, give the, the we need to come up with the situation fast and, and, and pronto and substantial. The panic checks made sense. I'm talking about a strategy too. No, 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 no. I'm talking about a strategy too. Yeah, I think we're on the same page. Yeah, we're on the same page. I, I'm just saying like, don't give it to, there's 90% of the people who got it didn't need it. If we take that 90%, that money, and we were able to give it to the people who did- To we the could 10%? Yeah, I, yes. I'm, I'm with you, 100%. There's definitely people like, who are who are struggling. The small businesses, it's unfathomable what their situation is going to be like when this thing ends. The fact that that uh, it is wild to actually try to comprehend the way in which the biggest, the biggest uh, companies in the game were given so many passes and so many loopholes. Like who thrived the most? Amazon th- and Walmart thrived the absolute most. Well, oh, Whole Foods, which is Amazon, thrived so much during this situation. And who was not able to function? It was the bodegas, bro. It sure. was the small stores. It was all the mom and pop. Like they all suffered. And it, and and it's just crazy that we're we're a year into this and they're still throwing panic checks instead of like actually addressing this issue. Dave Portnoy is the only one addressing the goddamn issue. I swear to God, like he's gonna he's gonna win a Nobel Peace Prize for this fucking fund. Holy you, shit! You said Stop. he's gonna run for office, right? He's gonna he's gonna be forced to run for office. I yeah, think it's, gonna, it makes sense. But but you know what's so funny? Talk about panic checks. Uh, the Barcelona fund raised, I think they're at like thirty five million, but around twenty eight to thirty, the UN panicked and they like were like a oh, random number. We're gonna give out thirty million dollars. They give like around thirty million dollars to whatever. It's, it's like, like we're the fucking United Nations and we're like, doing less than barstool sports. Yeah, they were like they were like <laughs> they put looking, titties on their fucking covers. <laughs> <laughs> they were like fucking looking at like they're like we gotta at least put up thirty. Like we gotta. <laughs> 
Oh, you yeah. know, it's a fucking joke, but yeah, that, that's hilarious. Uh, do you want to play a game? I don't. Yeah, I don't even know what we were fucking talking about there. Like Cuomo, we, that was Cuomo. Uh, I mean, like just to tap it off, like final, just couple notes. I mean, the 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 whole like suppression of information, especially during the the Cuomo uh, scandal, is just a, a, another one that that continues to amaze me. I wonder really how many feel people like there was suppression because because I while there's more information that's come out, I feel like the narrative was he fucked up at the nursing homes months and months ago. Uh, it depends who you ask. Like, I just, there wasn't anything, there were, there was nobody covering at least that, look, the idea that he covered up the, the nursing home situation f- for, uh, public perception, that's a massive scandal. That's if it was Ron DeSantis, that would be on the front page of the New York times. Did you feel the same way about Trump reporting COVID two months late? Uh, I just don't remember r- reporting like they knew in January and like no or like no I think it, I th- I think it, I think it's different. Those are two different things, and and I I'm not gonna say what whether it was right or wrong, but the idea to downplay COVID is different than to misreport the death count because of uh your under because of public perception. That's 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 wildly different. But uh, so I think that in the beginning of uh. Let me try to figure out. In the beginning of this latest scandal, there wasn't articles being written by CNN, New York Times, MSNBC, et cetera, left-wing news. And it was only Fox and right-wing um, uh, media that was covering it. And that's that's pretty intense. You know, like that's kind of where we're at. And I, I do have to say, I'm sure that had the situation been reversed, like I don't know if Fox would have been covering uh, Governor DeSantis if he was – uh, who's like the hero of the right right now. It's like DeSantis just goes up there and like goes to a reporter. It's just like the reporter will be like, oh, what do you think about Kobe? He's like, fuck COVID. It's like, this guy is <laughs> like their champion right the now. World is so stupid. <laughs> I, I exaggerate. Like, I think he's actually said a lot of like great things and he's put a lot of people in their place. But I, it, it, I do have to say some like right wing uh, pundits and right wing media right now, they are just complaining and bitching about anything that Biden does and the way that like anybody will just go up there and it's like not wear a mask and they're just like clapping their ass or whatever anyway um yeah so i just this this whole thing is just another example of information suppression and and how how bad our our media is it should be continued to be spoken about because there are still people that continue to watch these guys like my parents will not turn off the news they won't they're gonna keep watching cnn and i tried to tell like I, i tried to tell my dad i go there's lots of people talking about uh, what's going on in the world, specifically those who are your son and your son's best friend. <laughs> no, there's lots of people talking about what's going on in the world that are coming at it with a lot more honest of a take than what's on the television right now. But you continue to watch what's on the TV. And there are millions, millions, the majority of people are still doing it. And in, in our circles, in, in closed circles, in private circles, everywhere across this country, this conversation is being had. It's like, oh, the media, I can't try. But yet, the majority of people still are watching and turning to the legacy establishment media. And I just don't understand, like, what, what's it going to take? Because their trust should be at an all-time low, and we know that. 
And it almost feels as though lots of people who I'm talking about know that, but they're not turning it to anywhere else for their news. Do they not know where to go? Well, it's, it's, um, you, you know what I kind of think it is? I think it's like Facebook in like 2011. It, it's like, you know, the kids have something and, they, and they're, they're figuring out and the parents are still like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm just going to still stick with my, like, you know, my wall street journal fold out. You know, you know what I mean? It just takes, it takes like five years for other people. Okay. They don't trust. The, the the distrust is higher than ever with mainstream media. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. positive of that. But I think it just takes a while for them to like start adopting uh, new podcasts, you know, to listen to or or, sure. or finding like finding new apps that they, they scroll on their phone. It just like, takes five years. They want new places as well. I'm sure of that. They're just like five years behind. Bro, my fucking parents just ordered a New York Times subscription. I laughed my ass off when that happened because they know, they know how I feel about this. So the fact that they intentionally and <laughs> she's like, my mom's like, I love the Sunday section. <laughs> it's like, are you guys kidding me right now? I literally go and rant about the New York Times to you guys all the time. And you're going to sit here and, and decide full consciously to just start a New York Times subscription. <laughs> it's so fucking crazy to me. It's like, don't give these people your money, man. But one day it- we're going to have a Patreon and they're going to be like, I can't give you the five. We're already giving it, we're to, the already giving it to the Times. <laughs> the Times has our money right now. We're already like overpaying for, for our for news. news. Like we're, we're not, we're, we just can't give it to you guys right What now. do you guys do on Sunday? Nothing? Then I just don't even. <laughs> What's your lifestyle section? Are you offering <laughs> cooking? What are your recipes like? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's, that's, yeah, that, that's that's all I got. I mean, that, that bro, it's so funny because it's been like a relatively slow week of news. But, uh, dude, we are in, and I could rant about this. So I could, I could leave it for another episode. But we're in this like, we're in a shallow period right now, and I think we're. I truly believe in this Roaring Twenties thing, like like wholeheartedly. We're months away from I think an ex- like an explosion. That's dope. I mean, I I, I hope so. And uh, culturally, that's, that, that's cool. Like online culture outside culture how we talk like I, I think i think things are going to rapidly change because it makes sense right it feels it feels like that would be a natural tra- we're transitioning right? we're transitioning right now and like with this biden transition once this settles in culture is gonna I, I just think we're in for a big change i think people are so tired of of first being quiet and then second it's just we're constantly told this is wrong. Don't say this. Like cancel this. Mainstream media and all of us. You're like you said in close circles have been screaming for years. Like I'm tired of this. I think it's going to come to a head. I think it's going to come to an explosion. And the fact that we've been locked inside for so long is going to help like propel that energy. I get it. I mean that makes sense. I, I I do agree with the idea of the pendulum. I question whether sometimes the pendulum may be a cliff, but yeah, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if the natural trajectory of this entire thing is that we are in a lull of everything right now and that it's going to explode after this whole thing really wraps up. The question is like how, when, like it, it, I, I genuinely question if there is going to be the gray period that never ends of like, we're, we're half in COVID, half not in COVID forever. Why it's is just, that great? No, gray, gray. It's like the, oh. it's not black and white. It's just, it's just gray. It's just the, uh, yeah, most people have been vaccinated, but there's a new strain in South Africa. So we have to make sure the, to wear masks Uh-oh. and that period never ends. That's that, scary. Uh, That's a scary thought. 
Well, because the idea of is that we don't have leaders who are going to agree upon the metrics in which to decide when we we can actually mark an official end to these things because the lots of things don't actually make sense. Like the idea of here's the here's the funny concept, right? If you've been vaccinated or you've had COVID in the past, you you don't have to wear a mask, but you still do because you wear a mask for public perception. But it, as the number of vaccinations goes up, especially like say the United States of America, if we're hitting above 50%, 60%, 70% vaccination, and yet everybody's still wearing a mask, it doesn't make sense. And I, so- I, I think masks will come down, but, 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 but the only caveat, and I agree with you scientifically, the caveat though is that people's perceptions rule everything. So I have this weird feeling that let's say we're around 60, 50, 60% or whatever, people start dropping their masks. Of those that are left, we still will see a spike because people's behaviors will start to change. And that'll even pro- that'll prolong it, even though we're reaching a way more vaccination. Sure, period. sure. So it's almost uh, yeah, like I mean, we got to keep up perceptions until it's like past the point of a spike happening again. Right. It's like, talk to some of the people who've been vaccinated. It's funny to listen to them say, especially the smart ones who are like, yeah, like I know I'm wearing this mask just so I don't get yelled at. It's a funny concept that's, but, but that's in our society. You, don't you agree that if you are smart, you'd want to convince if you, is it, it's worth it to wear it to convince, to convince the idiots sure i mean to keep i wear, to keep to keep wearing it no i i i don't it, me personally i don't like doing things that don't make sense i'm the i'm the guy that asks why and i demand an answer but that and is so, the answer is that not is that not enough of an answer well the answer well that's 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 uh what is it that's like coddling the minds of the idiots it's like because some people are too stupid that we have to we have to wear the masks it's because they're too st- it's not even stupid it's just like They'll just start being like, it's not stupid. It's selfish. People will start being like, you know what I'm wearing? Like people will just stop. It's like, it's like they already, like, it's like people have already kind of stopped. You know what I mean? It's like we're very selfish and, and, we, and we really, we truly only do things when it comes to like widespread peer pressure. So I'm okay keeping it on to continue to peer pressure people. Yeah. No, I, I get it. I get it. I get it. Let, let, let's, uh, let's play a game. Yeah. I, I didn't know if you wanted to get to it. It's, <laughs> it's, it's quick and silly. I, I love quick and silly. It's like my sex. All right, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the game. No. <laughs> um, so a concept, a, <laughs> a concept we've been throwing around a lot is this 24-hour news cycle where things mean the most in the world and then they mean nothing in the world. So welcome to a game of did last week's news matter? Oh, I like this. Where like, I ask like, you some news from last week, maybe a couple weeks ago, maybe a month ago, and you tell me what happened. I love this. I love this. <laughs> I love this. Some are going to be easy. I, I actually, when I was doing it, I, I can't tell if you're going to smash this and it's going to be super easy or some of these are just like not fair. How many, how many are on the list? There are a couple. There's like a handful, five, five, six, whatever. Okay, I'm trying to think about like what percentage I expect myself to get get this correct. First, this first one's a little cheap, so I'm going to start you off with a cheap one. Last week, <laughs> the biggest sporting event in the world happened. It was the Super Bowl. <laughs> All we did leading up to it as a culture for two weeks is talk about the Super Bowl. Then the world stops everything it's doing and watches the Super Bowl. What was the score? Ooh, good question. Good question. What was the score of the Super Bowl? Holy fuck. 
what was the score of the Super Bowl? 31-17? Close. What, is, Close. what was it? 31 9. 31 9. It was a 31-9 blowout. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy, bro. I had a rough time watching the Super Bowl this year. I got to San Diego the day of the Super Bowl and nothing worked. So I'm like watching on my computer on like a uh, 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 legal website kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Ter- terrible quality. Hilarious. So, yeah, okay. So I'll let you off the hook with that one. That, I know. appreciate that. Thank you. 31 9, cheese. At Biden's inauguration, there was a elderly senator, famous. His name's Bernie Sanders. He was sitting out in the cold. And this picture of him sitting on the cold was everywhere. For two straight days, all we saw was Bernie Sanders and his mittens. But what color were those mittens? I knew you were going to say what color were the mittens. <laughs> they were all light blue. No. They were pink? No. There, there were was green. multiple colors. There's multiple yeah, there colors. Multiple I haven't colors. named any of them. Brown? That's one of them. Green? <laughs> no. <laughs> it was brown, beige, white, and black. Brown, they're beige, like, They're kind of striped. Like, kind of like, there was kind of striped kind of dots on yeah, it. Yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I know that's a silly one because it's a color detail, but that picture was legitimately everywhere. For yeah, it was two, everywhere. For two it was days everywhere. Straight. I love that. That's a great question. The GameStop scandal. Oh, I wasn't. I'm, keep going. This one's a little unfair, but I actually think you might get this one. What was the Reddit account that was responsible for sparking the GameStop thing? Uh, Wall Street Bets. Wall Street Bets. Okay. Wall Street he's one, Bets. He's, he's one and two. This one gets a little harder because this one actually might be a couple months ago, but I find this story very funny. Cardi B was canceled. We know Cardi B was canceled. It was the $80,000 purse. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for you to ask me that. <laughs> $88,000 Because we said specifically, that was one of the stories where we were just like, you're never going to remember this yes, in a month I wrote now. that. I literally wrote that down. I'm like, will we ever care that she did this? Like, yeah. Uh, I got two more. You're going to like these last two. It's time for the word problems. Well, I love world problems. <laughs> Explain to me in no less than three sentences, what's Bean Dad? Oh, Bean Dad. <laughs> Who, bean who's, Dad. Who's Bean Dad? What, what bean happened? Dad, bean Dad. Bean Dad. Uh, bean Dad. Okay, I know Bean Dad. And by dad, the way, it dad. was the story of the week. So Yeah, I wrote, we- I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote a whole thing on Bean Dad and I, and I pinned it to, to, to my website. Uh, bean <laughs> Beans Dad wrote an epic uh, an, <laughs> uh, memoir almost – a short, short story memoir about the lesson that he taught his child that revolved around the opening of a can of beans in which she was not able to open the can of beans. So instead of opening the can of beans for her, he put her through a grueling, like multi-hour day long pursuit of trying to open the can of beans. And he documented it in that memoir. And that was the story of Beans Dead, who was canceled so fast, so, so fast. hard. That he had to apologize. It was a hard cancel. He had to apologize for bringing up other people's memories of, of uh, you know, what what happened in their childhood, the abuse that they, that they reared. This last one, that was great. That, that's a point for you. You might be 2-2 right now. This last one, if you get this, you win the game. I have my my I have my doubts. Another viral story. This man doesn't have a um 
uh, what's it called? Uh, like a bean dad is is a like epithet. a name uh, epithet. This man doesn't have an epithet. It's just his name. Dean Browning. Oh, Dean Browning. Dean Browning. Oh, baby, I know Dean Browning. Stop. Who's Dean Stop. Browning? I know Dean Browning. I know Dean Browning because I followed him on Twitter. Give me a second. <laughs> uh, Dean Browning. You can, oh. you can, if if you need, you can get a hint, but the hint comes in the form of an extra question. Give me a second. Give me a second. Yeah, yeah, give I'll give you a second. second. I'll give you a second. second. This is for all the marbles, so I want you to take your time. Dean, just watch, watch the chair for a second. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, Dean, sorry. Dean, Dean Browning, Dean Browning. He's a he's a Congress person, right? S- Dean Browning. Sound, he sounds like it, but he's not. But he is in the political space. He's not in Congress. I thought he was in. He was the. He's Dean an activist. Browning. Uh, just because I don't want you to get confused. He's a political activist. His his Twitter is literally like Dean Browning, and then it's the state. It's like Virginia or something like that. It's like Dean Browning VA. Fuck. I ah. Uh, you're gonna say? I mean, give me the hint. Uh, give me the hint. What's Dean Browning's ethnicity? Oh, <laughs> Dean Browning went on went on Twitter and said like, "Oh fuck!" But like it was it was he was like, uh, he was pretending to be a black man, but he's a gay white a gay black man. He was a gay black man. What was the incident though? Uh. I, I think there was just I, I think I, I don't know if there was a specific incident or people were just talking about like uh, like rights trans rights or, 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 or gay rights or something and he wrote uh, as a as a gay black man yada 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 yeah, yeah, with yeah. his real picture still there of Dean Browning Dean white. Browning PA Dean Browning PA uh, he is uh, former Lehigh County Commissioner Dean, <laughs> Dean Browning PA oh my god yeah you're absolutely correct oh, what a legend what a what legend absolute legend because he just doubled down on the story and said well actually uh, my my friend who's a gay black man wrote that or, or something like that that's one of your best examples because uh, most people probably will see Dean Browning tweet something or or and then look at yeah. his bio and know and they'll probably just take him as a guy that didn't pretend to be a gay black man do you know what's crazy about that and I mean obviously you can always google someone and you always get that first result but most people won't take that time let's say you do something egregious like that or something so ridiculous that you gain a following because I think he gained like fifty thousand followers probably in it's only been a couple months he's just a guy on twitter with fifty thousand followers so let's just say he tweets something else and it gets a lot of steam but it's for different reasons people will see that and they'll just be this guy dean browning with a decent following maybe a blue check mark is saying something he must be somebody yep hey kids the name of the game is go get go get those followers in any way you can and then come back with your opinions later I can't disagree. I can't disagree. <laughs> that was does last week's news matter? <laughs> it is I think the answers no. I think the, the answers no. The, 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 the point of most of those was we were so not us like culture was so fired up or mad at somebody or 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 or, or, or I need an apology from Beans Dad. Most people on the street could not write you the Beans Dad story. They don't know why they were mad. They don't know what offended them about it. But at that moment, I demand, this is egregious. It is, this has ruined my day. Maybe we should stop letting things like that ruin our day because it doesn't matter 24 hours later. Amen, baby. Amen. All right. That's the pod. That's the show. That's the show. Hit us up with those club 
clubhouse yeah comments. yeah oh yo let's get clubhouse started <laughs> we are the dana white of clubhouse debates and Love we'll see it. you next time peace <laughs>